Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program. Let's get started. Well, 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 good morning and happy first day of December. This is the Truth Hurts program and I am your host, Steve Z. We are now officially entering the 12th month of the gropey Joe Biden, Camel Toe Harris presidency and his calls for unity in America are now being laughed at by people who realize he had no intention ever to unify our nation. We'll get into that in just a moment. I often say it's not what you say, but how you say it that makes people react in a certain way. For example, I could look at a woman and say, you have a face that makes time stand still. Sounds pretty hot and romantic, doesn't it? I could go up to that same woman and say, you got a face that could stop a clock. It's all in the presentation. It's all in the way you present your position. It's similar to my description of the following fancy meal. Tonight, for your dining pleasure, we have prepared a wonderfully pureed roasted nut paste combined with a scrumptious caramelized berry reduction compote lightly spread over a perfectly toasted brioche bun. What is it? A peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's all in how you say it and how you use words to properly describe it. Empty Shelves Joe Biden is using fancy words and accusations to try and push the public's attention away from the fact, the reality, the actuality that the empty store shelves, the supply chain shortage, the massive inflation, the rising fuel costs and shortages in supply are not his fault, but rather part of some nefarious plan by retailers to cut their own profits? Really, Joe Biden, do you think the American people are that stupid? Well, half of them are. Supposedly half of them voted for you. Supposedly half of them think you're doing a good job. Well, not half, far less than half, according to recent polls. Joe Biden has actually asked the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, to begin investigating retailers like Walmart, Target, the last six Kmarts, the last three Sears, the last 31 JCPenney's, and other retailers. He wants them investigated for what he thinks, in his feeble, senile mind, are those retailers' attempts to cut their own profits by putting less items on their shelves. It's insane. It's ridiculous. Why the hell would Walmart, who was on pace this year, supposedly, to break records as America began coming out of the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus pandemic and had all that extra Biden stimulus money to spend and all that extra money from not having to commute to work and buy fuel and all that extra money from the enhanced unemployment benefits that the Biden administration and the Democrats kept handing out in order to buy Democrat votes. Why would a retailer say, we're simply not going to put things on our shelves it makes no sense at all, Biden. It makes none whatsoever. You could say, President Joe Biden is suffering from an acute affliction of early onset dementia 
and possibly certain signs of Alzheimer's or other cognitive declines. Or you could call a spade a spade and say, this senile old bastard doesn't have a clue. I'll take number two. This senile old bastard doesn't have a clue. And he's got a bunch of clowns, progressive, liberal, socialist, anti-American, pro-communist, tear-down-the-system, woke liberals giving him advice. And God only knows who is actually pulling Joe Biden's strings. But whoever it is, my friends, that individual or those individuals should be brought out into the open. Remember, most transparent administration ever is what Biden was hoping for. There are more curtains and cloaks and closed doors and locked safes surrounding this presidency than have been seen since the Obama presidency. Listen carefully, my friends. The Federal Trade Commission will go and do whatever gropey Joe Biden and his handlers tell them to do. If they say, we want you to find X, Y, and Z, if they can't find it, they'll invent it. Before I go any further, I'll give you an example. I worked at one time in my early, early adult life for a major truck and trailer rental company. I won't mention their name, but I think you all know who I'm talking about. We had a guy who ran the local district who could make the numbers sing any way he wanted to. If he wanted to promote his nephew to a general manager's job, he would only handpick and cherry-pick the numbers that that guy had in a positive light, and he would completely ignore all of the negatives. This nephew couldn't make a sale if his life depended on it. His numbers were ridiculously low. But in that rental business, they focused on many numbers. They had college-educated analysts and accountants who would sit there and run these three-foot-wide sheets of paper reports, and they could tell you gross revenue per dollar value of a trailer, gross revenue times the number of trailers on the lot, gross profit from the trailer. In other words, trailers make more money if you can rent it at 8 in the morning, have it returned by 4 in the afternoon, and then rent it again at 4.30. You get two rentals for the price of one. Good general managers for this rental company knew how to maximize their profitability by asking people, hey, how long do you need to rent this truck or this trailer for? Oh, three or four hours? So I should expect it back around noon? Even though they had a daily rate of $19.95 a day plus 39 cents per mile, and yes, that's what it was way back when. If you could turn that truck two times in a day, or even three, because one guy might only want to move a refrigerator from his local appliance store to his house, and then bring the truck right back, and then you could sweep it out and rent it out again to the next guy who might just be looking to move his drum set from the music store to his basement. And then he brings the truck right back and you rent it out a third time. Gross revenue per unit. That's how that was measured. But this nephew couldn't fix anything. So they made up numbers to make him look like some kind of hero. And eventually they promoted him all the way up to the level of his own incompetence. Now I tell you that to tell you this. They're using numbers right now in the Biden administration to make you think the economy is doing well. 
they're telling you we have low unemployment. But if you take 20, 30 million people out of the workforce because their companies closed and they just said, screw it, we don't want to try and find a job right now. We still got some stimulus money in the bank. The number of people looking for jobs goes down. And therefore, the unemployment numbers go down along with them. There are help wanted signs at every retail outlet I've seen, from the Sonic Drive Up to the Home Depot to the Sears location that's open to Walmart to Pizza Hut. Let's Taco About a Job is written on every Taco Bell marquee out there. There are unfilled jobs by the gazillions, and Gropey Joe Biden ignores those numbers. Yesterday, General Mills and I believe one other major breakfast cereal manufacturer announced that they are increasing the price on breakfast cereals. Not by the 5% inflation Biden's people are telling you is out there. Not by the 10% inflation that even Fox News was predicting. Not by the 15% inflation rise that I, Steve Z, the host of this podcast, warned you about five months ago. Nope. General Mills and another major cereal manufacturer announced yesterday at least a 20% increase in the price of breakfast cereal. That's just the cereal, my friends. Those massive high inflation numbers are directly Joe Biden and his economic policies fault. You can't blame it on Trump. Prices were steady during Trump's entire presidency. Even at the height of the initial Wuhan China novel coronavirus pandemic, prices remained steady across the board. We had some of the lowest gasoline and diesel prices in decades. The price of cars remained steady. The price of building materials remained steady. The price of clothing, electronics, appliances, everything remained steady under the four-year economic programs of Donald Trump. Fast forward to this year. Joe Biden takes office around the 20th of January of this year, 2021, and we are now at December 1st. His presidency has now been included in all 12 months of this year. His first year in office, massive inflation, price hikes on everything from breakfast cereal to unleaded fuel to the super massive increases in prices for automobiles and trucks, both new and used. Gropey Joe is definitely responsible for the massive increases on all goods and services in the United States of America. Gropey Joe Biden and his administration and his economic policies are directly responsible for the supply chain issues that are keeping the items that you want on ships out at sea. Why? Because he and the Democrats constantly pander to the unions. And the unions finally said, <laughs> we got him by the short and coilies, guys. Let's show him what flexing our muscles will really do. If we squeeze these items out at the ports and we don't let them come into the country, 
then the prices will go up and they'll have to pay us more in our union wages. The massive crime waves, those roving gangs of 13% hyphenated American dark minorities running in in large groups, smashing and grabbing and stealing all the things you wanted to buy. Yep, that's on Joe Biden as well. How about the empty shelves and the product shortages? Blame it on Joe. He did this. Those higher fuel costs I mentioned earlier that now make you pay more just to get to the stores and their empty shelves? Yep, you got it. Joe Biden's fault. Absolutely. Remember when he promised he would do better on COVID than Donald Trump did in 2020? Well, now we've had a few variants of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus that, by the way, as you all know by now, was invented, created, and dispersed thanks 100% to Joe Biden, Barack Hussein Obama, and their little lackey, Dr. Anthony Fucci, whose gain-of-function research was funded by your tax dollars that were funneled through the United States of America, through the two organizations that Dr. Fucci is involved in, and sent directly to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Anything you hear about COVID, the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019, 2020, 2021, and most certainly now 2022, falls directly upon the shoulders of Barack Hussein Obama, gropey, mopey, dopey Joe Biden, and Dr. Fucci. Get ready for more lockdowns. Get ready for more mandates. Get ready for more reductions in your freedom. You have fewer employees at that local restaurant to take your order or bring you your food. Or you walk into a restaurant with 100 tables, but they're only allowing seating to 30 of them because of the shortages of employees to work there. That's Joe Biden and the Democrats, 100%. They spent a year paying people more money to stay home than they would have earned at their regular jobs. And some people said, you know what? I kind of like staying home and not working and not contributing to the tax base. I found this government program and that government handout and this welfare benefit, so I'm just going to stay home now. Sure, I don't have to have a fancy new car to drive around. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying home. When your kids ask you this year why this year's Christmas presents are either horrible or not there at all, tell them the truth. It is all Joe Biden's fault. Like I said, you can say it nicely. You can try and use trick buzzwords like cyclical inflation or these things happen in economic cycles. But the fact is, when I use those terms during a Republican recession like that of George W. Bush, you guys said, oh, you Republicans like to use these fancy buzzwords like cyclical and cycles and stuff when it's really all George W. Bush's fault. The 180-degree phase shift in communications amongst the Democrats, especially those in the media, those lying pukes who call themselves journalists, who have never looked up the word journalism or journalist in their lives, those talking heads who spout the Democrat party line every day, they have no shame in looking right into that camera and lying to you day in, day out, nights and weekends, all year long. They will tell you, as they did 
when Donald Trump was the president and he tried desperately to protect the United States of America from the China virus by shutting down travel from countries that had lots of China virus in them, like China, like African nations. He was called a xenophobe, a racist, a bigot by every Democrat out there, all the way up the chain, all the way to the current resident of the United States, gropey, mopey, dopey, senile Joe Biden. He said it out loud. He said Donald Trump was cruel, keeping brown and black people out of the United States of America in his xenophobic, bigoted, racist manner. And yet now Joe Biden is doing the exact same thing, and the media is giving him a pass. They're saying he's doing it because of the science. The science? The science yesterday from France and from Africa said this Omicron Africa variant is less lethal. Might be more transmissible. They're still trying to figure that out yet. But less lethal. And it could actually mutate to the point where it overtakes and kills the real COVID, the original manufactured Fufufuchi COVID, or the Delta variant. By the way, I saw a cartoon on one of the social media platforms. It had the president of China standing over the World Health Organization telling them, oh, no, 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 you do not dare use XI as the name for this new variant. Because, of course, the president of China's last name is spelled XI. That's why they're calling it Omicron. They should be calling it the Africa variant. Because as I've said many times, nothing good ever comes to the United States from Africa. Never has, never will. This is the Truth Hurts program. Speaking of the Biden administration and his dictatorial unconstitutional mandates and rules, one of the key messages that Gropey Joe's administration is trying to convey to Americans at this stage of the China virus pandemic is that, of course, not enough people have been shot, vaccinated, jabbed, stuck, pricked, injected. Or, not enough people have gotten their booster shots yet. Much stricter and more controversial sets of new COVID rules are being put in place related to international travel, which Biden officials are reportedly set to announce as soon as today, Wacky Wednesday, December 1st. This could end up muddying the message and make an already tenuous vaccine uptake picture in this country much, much more complicated than it needs to be. Consider this, my friends. What kind of message does it send about the effectiveness of vaccines if you spend all the time in the world lying to people, telling them that the vaccine works and the vaccine is going to keep you from getting COVID, and then you tell people, but you still need to wear your mask. But you still need to get booster shots. But you still need to socially distance. And also, what message is it sending if you claim your vaccines are wonderful and you're going to now mandate that fully vaccinated travelers either coming to or returning to the U.S. must also now wait and present multiple negative COVID tests and that they must also still self-quarantine for seven to 10 days after they return. According to the Washington Compost, all of that is where the administration seems to be heading. One Twitter user, Anthony LaMesa writes, 
if the new CDC government rule requires a rapid PCR test, Americans will have to now spend hundreds of dollars to return to the United States from abroad, even Mexico. PCR tests with results in less than 24 hours are extremely expensive. This is a travel ban by stealth. Yesterday, a senior administration official who spoke, of course, on condition of anonymity because no final conditions have been officially issued, says health officials are examining whether current testing allows fully vaccinated people to be required to take a PCR test up to three days before departing on a flight to the U.S. would be sufficient enough. It is unclear whether the new 24-hour rule will require a rapid PCR or antigen test. Remember, the rapid antigen test is easier to find and somewhat cheaper than the PCR test. Demanding a PCR test from inbound travelers would be a travel ban in disguise. And of course, they're acting like this Omicron variant was recently discovered, just discovered. Oh my God, it's oh my God, it's going to be horrible. Omicron was already in Europe a week ago, officials say. The variant was found in a test sample from November 19th in the Netherlands, one week before the World Health Organization labeled it a variant of concern. Now, this is my take on this, my friends. Everyone with half a brain knows that this Africa variant Omicron was already in Europe and likely already in the U.S. by the time it was identified. One of the themes over the past two years that is apparently beyond the grasp of liberal, progressive, woke media is that by the time they announce it, it has already spread globally. The U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy says, like so many parents, I was thrilled and relieved when my five-year-old son got his COVID-19 vaccine last week. He was a little nervous when the time came, but all smiles afterwards, and he's proudly showing off his I'm vaccinated sticker. These are the messages that the gropey Joe Biden administration is trying to put out there. This guy's son is five years old. What honestly in the name of God five-year-old would be happy that he got a needle stuck in his arm? unless his father has him totally brainwashed, as is apparently the case. It's almost inevitable at this point that there's going to be a swing towards the center-right that will last at least a generation or more, because there has never been a stronger case for limiting the power of our federal government bureaucracy over the private lives of Americans and our businesses. We can't go backwards to what didn't work the first time, Lockdowns, Biden's saying, nah, we f that up. School closures, nah, we f that up. More mandates, yeah, we could probably convince the American people, at least half of them, that our mandates are there for their safety. My values haven't changed. I value honesty, free speech, family friendships, choice, humor, personal responsibility, and kindness. Someone told me, that my opinion here on the Truth Hurts program and in public is causing problems in America. I've got news for you, my friends. My very few listeners, thank you to all of you who do put up with this program, by the way, they are spreading the Truth Hurts program message to their friends, their family, and their co-workers. And I thank you for that. 
a federal judge, by the way, has blocked vaccine mandates for federal contractors. And that says... Business Insider Judge Blocks Biden's COVID-19 Vaccination Mandate for Federal Contractors in Kentucky, Ohio, and Tennessee. Well, why not the whole country? Remember, Joe Biden issued that COVID-19 vaccine requirement for all federal contractors. That is a do-or-die situation for those contractors, because if their employees don't do what Gropey Joe the dictator says, the company will die and lose its federal contracts. U.S. District Judge Gregory Van Tattenhove granted a request to halt Biden's mandate yesterday. He said Biden exceeded his authority when he issued the vaccination mandate. The Gropey Joe vaccine requirement for federal contractors received yet another blow from a U.S. District Judge who granted a block to the federal mandate in three additional states now, including Ohio, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Tattenhove wrote in his ruling, which was obtained by various news outlets, quote, Once again, the court is asked to wrestle with the important constitutional values implicated in the midst of a pandemic that lingers. But right now, the enforcement of the contract provisions in this case must be paused. By issuing that mandate and that blockage, he determined that Biden had exceeded his authority under the Federal Property and Administrative Services Act even for a good cause like slowing the spread of COVID, which we have no proof the vaccine mandate will, will accomplish. Tattenhove wrote in his ruling, while the statute grants to the president great discretion, it strains credulity that Congress intended the FPASA, a procurement statute, to be the basis for promulgating a public health measure such as mandatory vaccination. This decision, of course, is the latest in a string of rulings against Gropey Joe's unconstitutional vaccination mandates. I'll say it again. I'm not anti-vax. I'm anti-mandate. If I make a decision, my body, my choice to take the vaccine, that's my business. It's not his business. It's not your business. It's not my business's business. On Monday, you might recall, Judge Matthew Shelp of the Eastern District of Missouri issued a preliminary injunction for workers at Medicare and Medicaid-certified medical facilities in 10 states, and another ruling from a U.S. federal appeals court in early November froze Gropey Joe Biden's dictatorial mandates requiring businesses with at least 100 employees to either get vaccinated or require their employees to get tested weekly. (laughs) And worldwide, the communistic dictatorial shift continues... Germany heads closer to being a Nazi regime once again, and even Israel are moving closer to making COVID vaccine shots mandatory. Greece is now introducing fines. Spain is banning unvaccinated travelers. Despite all the protests, making life harder for those who don't want a shot is a tactic increasingly favored by governments. And now the vaccine hesitant are paying the price. The government is making fines of up to $113 for each month that Greeks do not get a shot. In Austria, the lockdown remains through Christmas now. Finland has now closed bars and restaurants. They will no longer serve booze after 5 p.m. Trying to tell people, we'll open the bars up again if you all take the jab. Spain has effectively banned travelers from the UK who aren't fully vaccinated and they have to have proof on a government document. 
The government in Budapest, Hungary, allows employers to make vaccinations mandatory. Anyone who doesn't can be placed on unpaid leave or terminated outright. Slovakia is giving 500 euros to everyone over the age of 60 who gets vaccinated. Singapore, those who choose to not get their jabs, will have to pay for their own medical bills if they get COVID. People who get therapeutics or stay in intensive care units would probably be paying around $18,500 from their health ministry. Lithuania says you will not be able to enter bars or restaurants without certifications showing you are COVID-free. Teachers in the Ukraine who aren't fully vaccinated are being sent home. Restaurants, shopping malls, fitness centers are only allowed to operate if 100% of their staff has gotten the jab. What happened to my body, my choice? What happened to freedom to choose? What happened to freedom at all? That's about all the time we have for this morning's edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great, great, great Wednesday. On our next program, we'll talk about me predicting the future and it coming true. See you next time. Opinions expressed on this program are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are free speech protected under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics.